You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani, joined now by our friend Craig Hoffman over with the Take Command podcast, our Odyssey Brother podcast. Craig, thanks for doing this today. How you doing? I'm good, Dane. Uh, excited to talk about Kirk Cousins and Kevin O'Connell, uh, topics that I have a lot of experience with. Yeah, so like, I guess let's start there um, because, from my understanding, you you did cover uh, the Commanders or when they were the Redskins when when Kirk was at the at the helm and when when Kevin O'Connell was there. What were your impressions of those two, and and how did did you kind of foresee? I guess you couldn't have foreseen this marriage um, at right. any point, but I mean, kind of with Kirk has what, what, what he's done in Minnesota um, just kind of, what are your takeaways judging off the guy you kind of knew in, in Washington? Yeah. So I was on the the beat uh, at that time uh, for basically from 2015 to 2019. So I was there for like my first training camp was the one that Kirk got named the starter in Washington. And then I was there when mm-hmm. Kevin got hired, I was there through, when Kevin, uh, you know, when Kevin ultimately left, uh, because Ron Rivera didn't want to keep him and wanted to hire Scott Turner, a really bad decision. Um, but you know, I, I think with Kirk, what always impressed me was that he didn't make a ton of monumental mistakes game in game out. Um, he obviously had some pretty high profile ones in big, in like big mm-hmm. games, but week to week, like you'd watch the tape, you get really frustrated at the big plays he left on the field. But I remember having a saying being like, look, this guy's mistakes are incompletions or like short completions, checkdowns, not interceptions. And the way that moved an offense down the field, the way that helped him, yes, accumulate statistics, but like moved your offense. And I think when he left, people started to realize with some of the bad quarterback play, especially after Alex broke his leg, like how valuable that was. And and so is he the world's best quarterback that ever think he was the world's best quarterback? No. Is he someone who can operate an offense at a pretty high level? Yeah. And I think that's continued in Minnesota and probably gotten a little bit stronger, um, especially as he's gotten in this partnership with Kevin this year. Um, as far as Kevin goes, I think he's one of the smartest guys that I've, I've ever talked football with. Kevin taught me a lot about football and was kind of a continuing education for me with the relationship that I had with Sean McVay. Um, you know, Sean and Kevin, both see football as this 11 man game and how each piece interacts with the other one. And I think that 
you guys have definitely seen. Uh, I just actually was listening to his press conference from yesterday, and like he talked about, you know, TJ Hawkinson, part of this 11 man game, or like the tight end, and how that impacts the play pass, and like all that stuff's not new to me. Um, it was it was like comfort food almost hearing him talk about <laughs> that kind of stuff, and so. Um, I'm not surprised at all that he's a head coach. I'm not surprised at all. He's doing well. He's highly organized. He's highly thoughtful. And he's got a, the other thing too, Dane, that I think is really important for fans to know about Kevin and why I think he'll be a great head coach is he's got a high EQ, not just a high IQ. Um, he's someone who like has good relationships with people, understands people. And I think that that will help him as a head coach manage a, a, a locker room for as long as he wants to do this. No doubt. I, I think you made a good point about Kirk. Like, he makes mistakes, but they are not like mistakes that can tank an entire game. Like he's not throwing the Matthew Stafford pick six that that's going to turn a game on its head while he's done that in the past. I think your point about he's going to check down and, and maybe that's going to frustrate people. Maybe you're going to need seven yards on third and seven and, and he's going to throw the five yard in and hope his, his tight end can yeah, get chronically that throws for six on third and seven. Yes, he's he's the check, you know, Mister Checkdown, Checkdown King, um, but he is someone who I think early in his career at the Vikings he became this polarizing figure by nature. That's just kind of who he's been since he's been in the NFL. And, and I think I was kind of on the spectrum of like you cannot win a Super Bowl with this guy. But as I've kind of progressed into his career and watching him kind of battle through a new offensive coordinator pretty much every year he's been with the Vikings and seeing some poor quarterback play across the league, just like in general, like you can do a heck of a lot worse than Kirk cousins. I think there's a lot of teams in the NFL that would love to have Kirk cousins as their quarterback. No, I a hundred percent agree. And I mean, the so the checkdown thing, I think I can actually give some interesting background to you and, and obviously the listeners about this who are Vikings fans who aren't as in tune with the early part of his career. So like, Kirk was the opposite to start his career. He wanted to make big plays all over the place. And Sean and, and Jay Gruden were ready to kill him. They were just like, guy, <laughs> you've got to settle down. Um, like Mike Shanahan as well and Kyle when they were here. Because um, that was mm -hmm. Kirk's you know, first, let's see, 12, 13, 14, first three years in the league. Or I guess two years. Uh, they were fired after 13. Jay takes over in 14. Kirk becomes the starter in 15. But Kirk would just throw the ball down. I mean, he had Deshaun Jackson. He had Pierre Garçon. Like, good guys to throw to. But... He'd throw right. in a double coverage all the time. He always wanted the big play. And they were like, dude, chill out. And he way overcorrected. And so what's been happening basically ever since is coaches have been trying to pull him kind of back in the right direction and say, hey, take the shot when it's there. And there would be so often I'd go back and watch film and just he'd be his eyes would be in the right place. His read would be in the right place. He'd have a guy open and you'd be like, what, what more do you want? Throw it. And then he'd check it down. But what you realize, I think, in the NFL, and um, you know, we're seeing this right now with with Taylor versus Carson, because those two guys are almost like the two versions of Kirk put in super concentration. Like Carson always wants the big play; he's always looking down the field. He refuses to just check the ball down quickly. Where Taylor checks the ball down quickly, and you see the impact it has, especially when you have playmakers for guys that can run after the catch because they have time and space and and the timing of an NFL offense and how slim the margins are in terms of just how efficiently things need to happen. And so 
I think with Kirk, he's kind of found a nice balance. Like, yeah, he's definitely had some high-profile goofs, some 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 of those catastrophic pick sixes in really big moments throughout his career. But week in, week out, down in, down out, drive in, drive out. Like, he's not a guy who's going to get you three and out a ton. He understands how to move an offense up and down the field. I think this relationship with Kevin, because of where Kirk came from and the coaches that he had early in his career, probably really suits him because they see football the same way. And some of the details, and Kirk is like in a very weird way detail oriented uh i don't know if you guys have gotten to the the 15 minute block schedules uh in his in his time there mm-hmm. um but like he's a, he's an interesting cat uh, but it actually works with some of the things that you need to be as a quarterback in the nfl and so um his weirdness if you will can can pay off in a big way that you've seen this year yeah i think his weirdness has really come out this year too um it, it's something that we asked him about it earlier this week and he said like winning helps like you you have to have obviously winning in in the culture of that that provides allows everyone to kind of be themselves but for sure to that well, point here's, I, here's the other thing too is like age helps like if he's 22 <clears throat> years old coming in like i'm not eating nightshades everyone's like all right kid like you're a super weirdo <laughs> tom brady does it when he's 38 years old and everyone's like oh my god brady is the goat well kirk's in his 30s now so people are like oh veteran taking care of his body when it's like i don't know man you could probably eat a tomato Right. But I do think that the relationship that you talked about with him and Kevin plays a role too. Cause last year it was well documented that him and Mike Zimmer clashed. He was not a Mike Zimmer guy and, and, and Mike Zimmer, you know, didn't really want Kirk as his quarterback. You're seeing this year, Kirk has a guy that wants him that, that is invested in, in, in making sure he succeeds. And, and he's totally leaning into himself. Like Kirk's a dork. Like you're right. Like he drives that conversion <laughs> van. He has like that, that, that pile of rocks that he keeps outside of his house that he takes one out every month to kind of confront his own mortality. Like this is a, he's a weird dude who would like, I think for the longest time, the past three and a half years in Minnesota, people have just been screaming at him. Like just be yourself. That's all we really want from you. Well, now he has someone who's invested in him, someone who, who wants him. And and I think you're seeing kind of that, that side of him, he feels more comfortable. Certainly winning helps. Um, Kirk's not going to go put on Christian Darrisaw's chain if they're not winning a football game. But I think all of those things combined kind of have, have led to success this year. And and it's telling too, because he hasn't been good in, in his stats. Like his, he's off to statistically one of the worst starts of his career, the worst seven game stretches to start a season of his career. Uh, but he's stepping up in big moments when the Vikings need him. And, and he's definitely someone who, um, when you look at the six and one start, um, um, he's a big reason for it. So for sure. And, and, you know, that also helps with the relationships with teammates and stuff where the, the dorkiness can hurt. And I think in his career early on, he had trouble connecting and, you know, we've seen this with Carson and some stops and, you know, for all of the bad quarterbacking that Carson had this year, that hasn't been a problem as much this year, um, because of the age and, you know, kind of having a little bit of clout in the league. And I think as Kirk has, has gotten that, um, it's a lot easier for a young guy like Justin Jefferson to be like, yeah, no, I, when I was in college, Kirk cousins was throwing for 4,000 yards to Deshaun Jackson. I Kirk, he doesn't know that like Deshaun and Kirk weren't besties. Like he does. And he doesn't care. He's like, that dude was, was putting up numbers and I want to put up numbers. And so I think that goes a long way. The winning obviously helps a ton and it can kind of smooth over some of the other things that can fracture when you're not winning. And, and certainly a coach quarterback relationship like you guys had with Zimmer and cousins last year uh, is, is one of those things. For sure. 
We'll leave that there. When we come back, we'll talk to Craig a little bit more uh, just about the commanders as a whole. Certainly a a ton to talk about. Um, We'll get into a little bit about the game um, coming up here, what to expect. Obviously three straight wins for for the commanders Um, looking like a team. I I think is better than people thought in the NFC, kind of similar to the Vikings, better than a lot of people thought in the NFC. Uh, More on that when we come back.